Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. I'm just pouring you a glass of wine and myself as ready. Lovely. When you finish the gin. Um, are you happy with this, to start with this one? A lot. Yeah. yeah. I'm halfway through it already. Not from <laughs> tonight, I hasten to add. <laughs> okay. That's lasted two nights. Right. Which is quite good for me. It's very good. I'm just like back and forth with abstaining and then indulging. Yeah, I need to. I've been kind of cutting down a bit, as it were. Uh, I was going to say, ah, my next door neighbours <laughs> moved. Do we live here together? Then? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know the nice ones that work in the restaurant. Oh yeah, that gave us the tiramisu. Mm. They've 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 only just moved on the other side, right? I've got this new, um, don't know what you'd call it. It's the cabinet. Oh, I noticed that. Yeah. I thought I didn't know whether it was new or not. Yeah, I've just sort of was looking at it outside right. of junk shop in Old Market, and yeah. the man just said, "Do you want it? You can have it." What for free? <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness! And um, I said, "All right then." <laughs> um, and I've, if you open it, it's absolutely full of wine. Right. Because I got two deliveries because they said have an extra one and it was like a surprise. Right. But each bottle is really cheap. I mean, it's like still, each bottle is £7, I think. Right. But they're all quite good wines, I think. I yeah. Mean, I don't really know much about wine, but. Shall we start the show? Yeah. Okay. Welcome to What? That old queen, a candid and adult take on queer life quandaries at a certain age. So please listen at your own discretion. Presented by Bernie and Tommy, their views are their own and in no way reflect those of any service you may hear this program on. Now, let your ears be upstanding for the <coughs> old queen. Tommy. Hi Bernie. <laughs> How are you doing? Do they know it's Christmas time at all? Um, I hope so. 
I think they do. Um, we certainly know it's Christmas time in here because you've got all your decorations up. I have, yeah. I love this time of year for the decorations. Yeah. It's as camp as Christmas in here. <laughs> I thought it was quite understated, really. Uh, yeah. Well, it's more. It's a bit more overstated than my place, I think. I love your tree, though. Thank you. I've got an anecdote about the tree. Okay, what happened with the tree? Um, well, it is from my friend's uh, Christmas tree farm. Mm. Um, and she usually gives him one every year. And it's a beautiful... Um, quite full short tree yeah with lots of decorations um and i said to my friend i've decided to call my christmas tree beth ditto <laughs> okay because she's kind of like short quite large mm. and very glamorous yeah, yeah yeah um just beautiful really and she's decorated in pearls and peacocks right and um my friend said why are you calling it beth ditto is it because she's standing in the way of the remote control? <laughs> I said to her, Is that the f- I think that's the funniest thing that you've ever said. Because <laughs> she just came out with it. <laughs> Amazing. Well, you've actually got a remote control as a fairy. <laughs> Which I think is unique. <laughs> it's your mum's remote control. <laughs> Oh, yeah, my mum. So I've got a little anecdote about my mum. Because obviously she's in, you know, mother's not feeling herself these days. Mm. And uh, she's in Shady Pines. Is that what it's called? No. (laughs) (laughs) That's the nursing home from uh, Golden Girls. Um, And obviously I look after her affairs, so I get all of her mail Mm. sent to me. And um, this week I had um, a little kind of pack of um, junk mail for her, which had like a little magazine in. So in amongst these leaflets of Stannis stairlifts, walk-in showers and chairs that lift you up out of the seat. Which we all need. All, all of which I'm tempted to buy right now. <laughs> There was this magazine <laughs> which was selling porn DVDs and sex toys. <laughs> and is the porn, does the porn feature um, older adult performers? Not that I'd noticed. I mean, it's mainly straight porn. It's not, I can't, I couldn't see any gay porn in there. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I, otherwise I'd be buying it. But, um, <laughs> Uh, not particularly, but I, I kind of went down a little hole because I wondered if like old pe- if old people were targeted mm. for like well, porn and sex week, toys. Last week we were talking about my parents being fraud targeted, right? Yeah, so and I yours thought, are being porn, porn, <laughs> porn targeted. targeted. <laughs> and apparently, like older porn stars or performers are quite the thing at the moment because I went into a little bit of research about this. What do you mean quite the thing? Well, like a lot of a lot of older porn stars are doing it. They're going back. Yeah. And there's a lot of kind of porn featuring older people. And um and then I came across So would you think Fatima, the ballet dancer, might go back into ballet after she's through with cyber? Maybe. 
you know, it's this growing industry. <laughs> um, but then I then there's I, I found online uh, from an article from 2018 a sex guide advising nurses how to help OAP patients with porn and the use of sex toys, which is fair enough, I think. Mm. So this leaflet... Is it quite an extensive document? Well, I'm not going to read all of it. Um, But uh, the leaflet circulated... But it's a leaflet. (laughs) So so it's not not like War and Peace or anything. Um, The leaflet circulated by the Royal College of Nursing also covers the topics of masturbation and extramarital affairs. The new guidance was produced to help nurses and care staff advise on the taboo subject of sex lives of the older generation. The brochure called Older People in Care Homes, Sex, Sexuality and Intimate Relationships has been developed to help nursing staff work effectively with issues of sexuality, intimate relationships, sexual expression and sex with people living in homes in a professional, sensitive legal and practical way fundamentally people who move to live in a care home should be able to have the same rights choices and responsibilities they enjoyed at home provided that these do not impinge upon the rights of others in the home the 44 page guide states that's not a leaflet is it it's 44 pages no it's more than a leaflet that's like a book Mm. it's a booklet Okay, the guide states that sexuality remains a fundamental aspect of being human throughout life. It encompasses gender identities and roles, sexual orientation, intimacy, sexual expression and sexual acts. It goes on to say that the sexuality also influences identity, self-image, self-concept, self-worth and also affects mental health, physical health, social relationships and quality of life. I wondered if they remembered that during COVID times. Um, The leaflet cites case study examples of real patients and problems they have encountered when it comes to sexual activity within their care homes, including an OAP who was refused help with masturbation because staff felt ill-equipped to deal with it skillfully. (laughs) Mm. Well, it's brilliant, isn't it? I think it's amazing. Like the whole thing, this podcast is called What That Old Queen? Mm. So I quite like the fact that maybe our sexual needs will be kind of looked after as well as our physical and mental needs. Because they're not being now. <laughs> exactly, that's what I meant. It's just like, well, where's the leaflet on this for COVID times? What, what do you think about that? I think it's brilliant. I think, you know, I, I, I think that it's just... what It sort of paves the way for, you know, a bright future for us to be to be who we want to be in a care home. I actually would quite like to have retired sexually by then. I think that's Mm -hmm. my personal preference, but maybe I'm just speaking, maybe I'll have a different view of that when I'm I'm that age. But just because you're older doesn't mean... I think that's... It's interesting that you say that because I think there is a slight, as it says in that leaflet or the article, there's a taboo about talking about older people having sex. Mm. And the fact that we have sexual needs... You know, since we're adolescents mm. into adulthood, doesn't mean that's necessarily going to go away when we get older. But also, even without the, you know, actually doing the physical act, it's so caught up in one's identity yeah. that it, that if you're just brushing it under the carpet, then that can't be healthy. So all of this stuff is just brilliant in terms of like just acknowledging that people 
were at least sexual beings yeah. and, and that is tied in with their identity or that they still want to be even. Yeah, totally. I think that's great. But it was quite interesting because I just thought, oh, that's an interesting topic of conversation for our yeah. podcast. And uh, yeah, I think it's quite nice, almost comforting. Very comforting. Yeah. Can we have the writer of the leaflet as a guest? <laughs> I'll try. Well, it's a novella if it's 44 pages. <laughs> <laughs> so they've done a lot of work and research. I, can't, I find it very difficult to read, but I do like an audio book. Yeah. Maybe they've done one of those. I, I'd off, may, maybe I should offer. Yeah. I'll do it for them. Mm. Okay, great. That's, that's next year sorted then. Also, we've had a... Well, I don't want to call it a complaint, um, but we've been... Well, it's like an interaction. It's an interaction. We've been slightly put to task, I mm. think. But I think that... We were talking about this earlier. I think, um, you know, it's really great when people actually respond and interact so it, it feels like more like we're having a conversation yeah totally mm. and um it's a rather long email so i've split it into two because it has two parts so one part the latter part is a queens of agony question which we'll do later but the first part it is seems rather convenient <laughs> it's almost like they listen to the show <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> so in an email uh, entitled, call me by, B-I, your name. It's obviously feedback on our Queens of Agony question last mm. episode. So, dear Tommy and Bernie, thank you so much for keeping us entertained and connected to qu the queer community through the pandemic. I just wanted to point out a smidgen of by erasure that crept into a recent conversation unnoticed. When you were talking about call me by your name, Bernie, it's always me, isn't it? I'm always the one who gets into trouble. <laughs> Bernie suggested, to general agreement, that Army Hammer's character, Oliver, is playing it straight, in inverted commas, during the film. Oliver has a girlfriend in the village, and at the end he gets engaged to a woman breaking Elio's teenage heart. Despite before the two leads getting it on, Elio himself enjoys several steamy dalliances with a girl who lives nearby. Is either character playing it straight? Question mark. The two men fancy each other more than they do any of the women there. That summer is undeniable. But to me, nothing in the film suggests that either Oliver's or Elio's girlfriend is only for show. Nor is there any hint that Oliver doesn't love his soon-to-be fiancé back home. In fact, he's been seeing her on and off for several years, he says. A quick survey of some friends including a few gay men of a certain age, reveals that many of them too assume that the girlfriends were only a cover story. Perhaps the Queens of Agony can shed some light onto where everyone is getting this idea from. I suspect it's mainly based on tacit biphobia. He's really gay, in inverted commas. So pity the woman who labour under false pretenses with him. Oliver's summer of love with Elio means his past and future straight relationships must all be a performance. Just to say on that note, though, that ha does happen the other way around quite a lot. Mm. Like you often hear a straight person saying, yeah, but you must be straight, though, really. Yeah. It's just I, a phase or something. Yeah, I think it happens with lots of um, LGBTQI plus things. In the imagination of my friends, Oliver is 
dooming himself to the loveless life of a married man. Perhaps Oliver is stopped by sexual shame, but couldn't it just as much be the age gap and the ocean between them that gets in the way once summer ends? All this leads me to a quandary for the Queens of Agony, which we'll go into later. Mm. But I kind of agree. We didn't flag up that they could be bi, and I apologise for that. But the actual question was that Timothy Charlemagne's character seemed more into it than Army Hammer's character. So we were trying to ascertain the acting choice for that. Mm. So the suggestion was that he was playing it straight and that's why he would play it like that. And that's not to negate that either of them were bi or gay. It just wasn't really mentioned, was it? Well, I can't remember much about the film. I think I might have said that. Um, But... uh it's good that someone's pointed this out. Yeah, totally. And I think because of the time period that it was set, what it, what time, what is the time period? Is I it think like nineteen fifties. I can't remember. It's fifties, sixties, or seventies. Okay. But it's it's not now, is it? They don't have mobile phones or anything. They're still dialing people on a landline. So <laughs> that puts us back to at least the seventies or eighties, doesn't it? <laughs> And I think it probably did kind of present it in a way that they might be you know, playing it straight. But I don't know. I think you're absolutely right. We should have mentioned that they could be bi. And I also did a bit of research. And in the book, Elio recognises his own bisexuality and his attraction to Oliver in the follow-up book called Find Me. And during the final meeting at, at a bar, Elio and Oliver muse that people can lead two parallel lives one in reality and one a fantasy that is denied to them by external forces so it even that book is through that kind of quote is kind of saying that they've had to repress their sexuality in some way Mm. whether you're gay or bi you have to do that really don't you yeah i think there could be more complicated issues around being bi Mm. And, and and the way that people might assume things about your... Like, I guess a lot of people talk about bi people, like there might be a perception that they just they just want, like, sex all the time. Yeah. Like, with whoever. Yeah. And I think that it's just a bit... It's not like that at all. No, it's not like that. Anyway, we'll, I think we'll get into that in more detail later on when we comes to the Queens of Agony section, because there's a whole other question about this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I have... As a follow-on. I have a sort of whole... I guess I have a kind of whole weird relationship with men that would talk about being bi, because I think I present myself as quite feminine. Mm. And I think that... I don't know if this is true, actually. I might be just making it up, but I think that quite a lot of bi men enjoy that androgyny. Yeah. Um, and so... I quite often meet bi men. Yeah. Well, let's talk about that a bit later. All right, then. <laughs> <laughs> but in the meantime, are you hungry? Mm. I've had a prawn masala, but there's always <laughs> room for more. Have you, are you, have you got room for dessert? Oh, yes. <laughs> I, I have been... I, the problem with... Um, Christmas is is I do like the sweet things mm. um, and so I'm on two mince pies a day now <laughs> well I haven't brought you mince pies oh, okay. although I nearly did actually mm. but for this episode snack out of it um, 
so during lockdown, I became aware of Tony's Chocoloni chocolate bars. Have you heard of these? No. They're quite, I mean, they're quite pricey for what they are, but um, I got a massive bar free with a like a gin club order that I, I did during lockdown. Are you a member of a gin club? <laughs> well, not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently I drink too much. Anyway, um, so we have two of these to sample. We have like the general milk chocolate one and a caramel sea salt one. What, right. what do you fancy? Should we just... Shall I just split them in two and then we okay. just have half each? I love, um, my favourite thing is caramel sea salt ice cream. Yeah. Well, um, you like a bit of salt, don't you? I love salt, yeah. Mm. So uh, my mum, and uh, my mum calls me the salt police because I'm like, oh, I think you've put too much. But... It's all um, relative, isn't it, with salt? Yeah. When really you're saying, really you're saying to her, put some more in. That's not salty enough, is it? It is for me. What is it? Yeah. <laughs> I think if, it was, if there was any more in there, I'd be getting scurvy or something. Nice. <laughs> Do you think we need to eat an apple after this? Well, there's plenty. Mm, okay. I've got... Just been to little. They're quite thick bars, aren't they? It's good chocolate. I really like the packaging. It feels like the nineteen fifties. Yeah, that's nice. You're very good getting all these bits together, Bernie. I'm very <laughs> grateful. Well, I have nothing else to do with my life, my time at the moment. <laughs> hmm, that's good. Where are they from? Are they sort of American? I think it might be. An American company originally, although I've tasted American chocolate and it's not that great. I think this is might be British. I think it's good, and you can get them from like any supermarket really. Oh yeah, yeah. Like I said, they're a bit pricey. What's pricey? Well, so it's like three pounds something for a big bar. Okay. I mean, it's not a Cadbury's fruit and nut. Mm, why do they go? Why did the gin and tonic people give you them? Well, do, are they supposed to go well with gin and tonic? So when you do the gin club, mm. <clears throat> they don't just send you a, a gin. You get a magazine, and then you get a whole little treat pack of snacks. What's the magazine about? Gin. Mm. <laughs> so and it tells you all the and it gives you loads of mixers and stuff, so you can make like a little gin cocktail mm. each time. I mean, if gin club wanna sponsor this show we could do a whole feature on it right well i very rarely get gin because oh. i'm just sort of i've just been drinking wine really during lockdown yeah you've made us a gin tonight but i made you a gin when yeah. you know it feels quite celebratory to me yeah and i'm in that kind of mood you are tell us your good news well arts council funding for the next year that's brilliant so, I, but I'm just warning you, I, I will be coming around for dinner every night because obviously I can't afford to feed myself at the moment. <laughs> look, look at that. Well, um, our guest is ready to enter the room. So let's have a little break mm. and we'll be back with our special guest who we'll tell you about after. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theatres, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. This. If you're enjoying What That Old Queen, please share our episodes on social media and subscribe on whatever podcast platform you listen on. If you can write a review, that would also help expand our audience too. We don't have any advertising or sponsorship, so if you can contribute to our Patreon account or help us by buying some merch, the links are in the episode description below or on our website, thatoldqueen.com. Thank you for your continued support. So we're back and we have a fabulous guest. Ah. <laughs> um, Tommy, would you like to introduce our fabulous guest? Well, this is our guest is, uh, tonight is Sue Tilly, who I feel like I know very well, although we've actually never met. And I know Sue because uh, during lockdown, she's been doing these amazing um, online Facebook life drawing classes, which I participated in quite a lot. Um, oh, well, yeah, I think you told me about that. Yeah, I love them. And Sue just chit chats um, to the guest and um, and you just draw a picture of the person that you're speaking to. And there's always still some different people. Amazing. But that's something that you were doing anyway before lockdown in the pub, is that right? Yeah, so... I was doing, yeah, I was doing a life drawing class in a pub with my friend Wayne Shars, who seems to have got a pub. What's the word? He's got three pubs down here now. So, um, yeah, I used to do it in his pub on a Tuesday night, I think. It was very enjoyable. But, but, and when you say life, life drawing, I, I, I usually think 
like naked people. I meant live people. Okay. We're <laughs> <laughs> the topless fellas and a fella in his pants, but generally we like more people to be dressed. Okay. But you are. And also, you... the pub, so you couldn't really have a nude model. No, totally. But you are you are a famous nude. I am. I know. That's very embarrassing because I'm not really a nudist at all. <laughs> you know. Um, tell us about no, tell us about your um, encounter with a rather famous artist. Which one? No. <laughs> um, all of them. No, you may. No, funny. When look, you know, I worked in the Dole office for years. Mm. Loads of the um, young British artists signed on there before they were famous. And I didn't really know who they were, but then I had some friends who were arting. I went out and they were all there, and they're going, oh, you're the woman from the Dole office. We wanted to who you were, wandering around in those fantastic dresses. Because I used to wear um, Lee Barry dresses to work. But anyway, I've changed the subject, and now I shall get on to when I met Lucian Freud. Because Lee Barry was my very good friend, and Lucian's got lots of children, and so various people I knew, some of his children. And then one of these models introduced Lee to Lucian and then Lee always liked to be very bossy and control people's lives so he decided that I should work for Lucian but Lucian was also the same he liked to make his own mind up so Lee had to plant the seeds into Lucian's head that he wanted to paint me so it was a battle of two wheels trying to trick each other and you were just the pawn in the middle pawn in the middle of the game <laughs> yeah. I have to say it didn't work out too bad for me so there we go but it didn't work out too bad for you. But in a way, I don't know. I don't know how much that painting sold for recently. But it was a lot. It was a lot of money, and I don't imagine I don't you even, got any of that. No, and I don't even get a thank you to be honest. You know, mm. when because I know the people who sold the first one, I thought, oh, they might send me a bunch of flowers. Nothing. Oh. I've done all right. You know what I mean? I'll never be rich, but I can always just about survive. So that's all right. And to, so you mentioned Lee Bowery. You wrote a book about yeah. him, didn't you? I did. No. <laughs> Bizarre. Someone who I can't do anything. I've done quite a lot. Um, <laughs> yes, I did. Which I thoroughly enjoyed writing. And what was it about? Just his career and his life? and. Well, I'm not very good chronologically and remembering what years things happened so I thought what am I going to do I never put it in order so I made little different chapters on different subjects e.g. his childhood his sex life going to nightclubs his holidays his fashions his artistic endeavours and so that's how I wrote it so it covers his whole life really in an amusing way I think it's quite Uh, a funny book what do you think Lee would have thought of you writing the book about him well, I would have written it, then he would have come over and he would have changed everything I wrote to what he wanted to be said. But then we'd, <laughs> we'd pretend that I'd written it, you know. But yeah, I did it because of him, because he was wanting me to do things, and I'm a bit lazy sometimes. And I was asked, I thought, how can I write a book? I thought, oh, all right, then I will. So I did. So h- how did you meet him? How did you become friends? In Heaven Nightclub. Of course. Because around the back in the 80s, there were a bit called cha-chas, which was all trendy, rough, you know. Hard times was the fashion then. So all those people went. And so I went there with a couple of friends, and he was a friend of a friend. You just meet someone, you just take to them. Yeah. And then with about two weeks, we were friends. But people, I think people thought it was a bit weird that you'd be friends with a girl from the job centre. But <laughs> we were very similar. Like, he was had a nice proper upbringing with a nice religious family, and so did I. And although we were mischievous, we knew right from wrong and everything. 
you know, filler in many ways. Except he was, I was much lazier than him. <laughs> well, I like that you're multitasking, though, if you're saying you're lazy. It looks like you're texting someone at the same time. No. <laughs> <laughs> Complete innocence. It <laughs> looked like... <laughs> Buzz, so I'll turn the sound off. That so will interrupt your thing. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I did a show um, a couple of years ago called King's Cross Remix, um, and it was yeah. all about King's Cross in the 1980s. Um, and there yeah. was lots of stories, and I like did sort of verbatim theatre and collected yeah. different stories. And there was lots of stories about the kind of club kids of the day. Stories about Princess Julia. Yeah. And you're quite good friends with Princess Julia, aren't you? I am very good friends, yeah. Um, do you know each other f- through that time? Yeah, because she lived around the corner. So I think when I first met all the trendy people, she was living in the New York. But then when she got back, Jeffrey Hinton said to her, oh, come and meet this girl I know called Big Sue. She's ever so funny. She's a little bit older than us, but she's very funny and she loves poppers. So... <laughs> She came to a party at my house in Kentish Town, and that's how we met. Maybe that was like over forty years ago. We've been friends ever since. But she used to live around the corner to me in Camden, so we was around each other's houses. But now she still lives in London, but she comes down here quite a lot. So I see her more often than I did when I lived in London. And do you still love poppers? Uh, uh, no, I do not. They're disgusting. They're the most <laughs> repulsive thing on earth. And how I used to love them, I can't imagine. They're repulsive. I think they were different. Someone says the words I feel sick. They were they were different back in the day. I think they were different chemicals. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they're disgusting. We still like a few a bit of poppers now and again. Now and again, we do actually. But Bernie's got some like special poppers that I think are imported from. Oh, quality. (laughs) Yeah, quality ones. They're like. (laughs) They're like it's like a fine wine. Yeah, they're from (laughs) Europe. So they oh. don't. They, they have different chemicals. They're, yeah, they're smoother. There was a shop in Camden called Zipper that sold sort of gay supplies. You know, like paddles, whips, chains, leather hats, but poppers. But they weren't even in the, like a trademark bottle. They were just in like a little medical bottle. And then they put them in a brown envelope to give them to you after you bought them. Oh, it's very bizarre. But they were, <laughs> they were better than the ones with names on because they were more pure. I think. Yeah. Yeah, didn't, wasn't there an article where that someone was making their own or something up north somewhere? Do you remember they were going to be oh, yeah. banned, weren't they? Mm. But then the MP said, pr- "I'm sorry, I've got to have them." Pretty, yeah, Pretty Patel, um, let us have them. <laughs> well, wasn't yeah. there an impassioned speech yeah. from a you can Tory take MP? Away, you can take away this, but you cannot take. I'm a poppers user or something. It's very impassioned Tory <laughs> speech. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you also were you friends with Banana Rama? Yeah, sort of. Not like friends where I'd bring them up to go out with them, but right. you know, sometimes they come to my house if I had a party in there. But you, then, so one of the people that you we had on the life drawing class was um, was Jack Jackie Jackie, yeah. um, and she was the the replacement for Siobhan. Yeah, yeah. My dad used to work because. Karen and Sarah are from Bristol, and my my dad used to work with Sarah's dad, I think. Oh yeah, at Rolls Royce, the Lazy R they used to call it. 
Yes. So since they were actually in their book, their childhood was so similar to mine. It might I could have just put that in my biography and it'd been the same really. Similar sort of childhood. Are you Very writing nice mum? Are, are you writing a biography? No, but if I did. <laughs> Sounds like you should. I'd only write it if someone told me to write it, if you know what I mean. Because right. like, I'm not very good at signing things off on my own accord. I have to be asked to do them. Well, I think you should write one. Yeah. We're asking yeah. you to I do mean, it. Very nice. <laughs> but I'm looking for a publisher to give me an advance. Oh, of course. <laughs> yeah. Aren't we all? Yeah. So yeah. You're, you're living in St. Leonard's, but you were you know, yeah. part of the vibrant London scene. When did you move down? And was that a big change for you? Why did you well, move down? So I lived in Camden. I lived in Camden for donkey's years. Did you and live next about, door to Scotty? Yeah, his house was opposite mine. He used to look mm. through the window and wave. Mm. He's always coming <laughs> around my house because he didn't have much. They'd come and watch my telly and I'd cook him his tea, him and James. <laughs> so I lived there and then I moved, for some unknown reason, I moved to East London, Bethnal Green, Roman Road, about nine years ago maybe. I never really liked it there. My flat was really horrible and small. So, but I never thought of moving. It didn't even cross my mind, really. But then I came to see a friend down here and I thought, oh, it's quite nice. And I looked at some people. I thought, oh, I could be friends with those people. And then I looked on Right Move and I saw the flats and I couldn't believe my eyes. So next day, didn't even think about it. I just put my flat for sale, my London flat. And so the day it sold, next day I came down here and found a flat. Then moved in. Amazing. And it's weird. And it never even... I was never nervous about it or anything. And it was, a, I mean, I knew about three people here. And it was like, I was driving here the day I moved and it was so lovely. I thought, oh, I can't believe I've done this. But then I've been happy ever since I've lived here. I love it. And I've got thousands of friends now here. Well, not thousands, quite a lot. Amazing. So when did you move? Um, three and a half years ago. No, about, well, coming up to four years, actually. February 2017. And how's oh. the lockdown been for you? Well, it was quite enjoyable to start with. Do you think that's because you've, you're not in London? Do you think you would have had a different yeah, experience? Yeah, I think it's But I've got a lovely flat. It's quite big. And I've got everything I want in it. I've got a little garden. So And it was sunny. So a lot of it, I just spent lying in the garden. And like people I knew went past. So I would chat to them over the fence. Or if we wanted to break law, they might pop into my garden for a minute. <gasps> <We'd> ch- <laughs> I know. <laughs> But then Terrible. I got the letter saying I was meant to self-isolate. But oh, really? it didn't come till about the end of April. Yeah, I thought, well, I can't be that ill, can, can I, if, you know. But some, I did stay 10 days in on my own for a bit. But, you know, as I said, I've got lots of friends who pop into the shops and go, oh, do you want this, do you want that? It was fine. Oh, great. And then I got doing these jobs. So that kept, I got my two online jobs, doing my art class and doing um, a quiz online as well. So that kept me busy, you know, kept me something to do, a bit of attention, which I love. Um, <laughs> so that was nice. Tell us about your online quiz. Well, I used to do a quiz as well here, you see. all the In another puppy, not owned by Wayne, owned by someone else, a very good friend of Bananarama, as it happens. And so I did a quiz there every month. It was started being a pop quiz, but then it got more like pop culture. It was telly, films, music, and then some rounds like, what's the biscuit? And you had to guess. And we had to pass the parcel. It was really good. And I've done but, the online quizzes as well, and they're, they are really fun. Yeah, they're all like ridiculous questions. Are you, are you doing but Pass the Parcel online? Oh, no, you can't really, can no, you? Especially if you so. didn't even 
they couldn't even see who was there. No, so but to be honest, I'm quite glad. It was an awful lot of time wrapping it all up. It took me ages. <laughs> and I used to put primes in every layer. And sometimes I used to forget, so I had to unwrap it again, and they fell out. And oh, and put clues in. <laughs> it wasn't simple. I, I, did, I did a proper job. <laughs> Amazing. In the online quiz that I took part in, you were asking for suggestions for different rounds. Yeah. I think I was like uh, famous front doors. Did you ever t- do that, do one. that no, one? I didn't, but maybe I could. But the thing is, I don't. That's they're all. They're both on a little holiday at the moment. The quiz and my art class, and so I think I'm doing the art class again on the 21st of Christmas but I don't really know what's going on with the people who run it because mm. they do lots of art council grants and that and I don't know if they've still got any so mm. I don't really know what's happening I did the last one which is only a couple of last week was it with, oh, the, shit. Ma- with the mayor oh yeah that art class yeah that was the last one for a bit yeah, yeah. did he have his top I off I quite like the mayor or them was it female or male it was a him. Male. Yeah, he was. He was not so well, exciting never... as some of your other guests, I would say. But for me, it was nice change because it yeah. tests me, talks to people I haven't known before. But unfortunately, we couldn't talk about falling out of nightclubs in the eighties, drunk, I which know. is generally. The... I felt like that's what we were missing. <laughs> yeah. I... Now, now, Mister Bear, in... do you remember going to the boo in nineteen eighty-two and taking cocaine? You know, taking cheap speed in the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> I kill for a bit of cheap speed right now. Anyway, um, <laughs> you still buy cheap speed? I have no idea. <laughs> I know. Uh, probably. I was called speed. It's not just speed. Cheap speed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, okay, that's probably cheap well i wonder if there'll be any related questions in our queens of agony session um sue you've been brilliant are you going to stay on board and answer some agony art questions in our queens of agony section yeah that's my favorite thing oh brilliant (laughs) it's our favorite thing too that's why we have it every week so (laughs) were you a bit of an agony art to um lee not really, but he could tell me anything. Do you know what I mean? And we used to discuss. And, yeah, because I'm the only person he told he had AIDS, so I had to look after him, you know, all mm, that. Yeah. But basically, I just used to tease him most of the time. <laughs> I'm, not a very, I'm not a very nurturing person. I don't think I've really got any caring bones in my body. Well, let's see if we can draw some of that out of you with some of these questions. <laughs> okay, I'm going to do a big gong, because that's what I do for this section. Now, Sue, have you seen the film Call Me By Your Name? I have. And guess what? One of my big obsessions is Timothée Chalamet, just because I like saying his name. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. Okay. Well, we we had a question last week saying that Timothy Chalamet, or Timothée Chalamet, was was being a bit more rigorous with his kissing with Army Hammer than Army Hammer was. And we had to think of reasons why he made that acting choice. So, like, the Army Hammer being a bit more reserved with his kissing. Yeah. Um, but we didn't mention that either of those characters could be bi. And I said, cool. you get like I said, I've got, like, foot-in-mouth syndrome sometimes. Um, yeah. I said they were playing it straight. Anyway, uh yeah. A lovely bi listener uh, has um, pulled us up on this. 
and we've mentioned this earlier on in the programme, but he has a question for us. So it's a relatively lengthy one, so you'll forgive me if I if okay. I read this out for like the next 15 minutes. Anyway, um, <laughs> it's not that long. Okay, I'm a bisexual man. I'm out to my family and colleagues, which makes me a pretty rare case. According to Stonewall, 80% of bisexual people aren't out to their family compared to three in five gay men and lesbians. It's anecdotal, but I find that biphobic comments are considered relatively acceptable among gay men, including my friends. They're often justified on the basis of the supposed negative experiences many gay men have had with bi men. Often this revolves around the bi man not being fully out, which of course is tricky for someone you're in a relationship with. The problem I see is that it's biphobia that keeps bi people in the closet. When things go sour between a bi man and a gay guy, it's because he's only experimenting, in inverted commas, or acting straight, in inverted commas, or doesn't know what he wants. When he next dates a woman, all her friends warn her, be careful, he's secretly gay. If bi people disclose our sexuality, everyone presumes to explain us through it. We aren't acknowledged to have the same agency gay and straight people are in relationships. I feel like saying, I'm sorry, pal, but what if he does know what he wants and it just isn't you? This seems like chicken and egg scenario. Biphobia remains alarmingly acceptable in the LGBTQ plus community because bi people aren't out and proud. But bi people aren't out and proud because they don't feel welcome in the LGBT community. How can we square the circle, old queens? Much love on my bi horse about it. Well, that was quite lengthy. What do yeah, we think? It's not massively, it's not really a big question there, apart from... No, it's not waffle, but, um, sorry... <laughs> See, I don't care what people are. I couldn't care less. Most girls I know, they'd like to go out with a gay fella because they're more fun. Uh, but I think I live in a very small circle of people who mostly think about me, like me, if you know what I mean. Mm. But I think, you know, like, I'm very fond of Shit's Creek and they've got pansexuality and that. And it's sort of, things like when it's just in the mainstream, I think help. Yeah. And I don't know if you've ever seen Below Decks. No. Oh, it's on Netflix and Amazon Prime about the goings on of a very expensive cruise yacht. Timberlina loves that show. It sounds right up I my love street. It. But this week, there was like a bloke, one of the crew deckhands turned up, he was from Manchester, lad, you know, like this, you know. Uh, next thing he's going, yeah, my girlfriend's coming over. Well, she's my girlfriend. Well, you know, she used to be a fella. She's having the operation. I don't care. I told my dad, I don't care. I'll go out with men, women, whatever. And I thought, how marvellous that was Yeah. on a run-of-the-mill programme that just a regular bloke would say that and be so open about it. Totally. I know. So I think if it happens like... But, you know, people are so... I'm shocked. You know, like, they're black people in the Sainsbury's advert. People say, I'm not going to Sainsbury's. What's the I matter know, with them? Yeah. But, uh, th and then, but now you have lots of adverts for um, lesbians and gays and goodness knows what, don't you? They're just normal. And if you ever watch, see, I watch a lot of telly, move to the country or any daytime programme, half the contestants and the people on it are gay. Yeah, totally. And they're bisexual. But you don't, why do you have to tell people? Just be what you are. I've watched two sort of lesbian and bisexual 
like Christmas films. Like the Christmas <gasps> film is like my favourite kind of genre film. And this, What's the one with this, David Rose in it? Dan Levy. Is that the New York Christmas or the Christmas, se- the season? What was it, the season? I can't remember Something. what it's called. And there's, there's, not out to her mum. She's quite horrible, actually, I think. Christian she's, Stewart. She's, she's in it. She's all right in it. It's the girlfriend. She's horrible. I mean, the, whole, the whole family are horrible. Yeah, hasn't told the family. And just, then just dumps her and goes, oh, I'm going out with my old boyfriend. She was horrible. Mm. But it's still like one of the, it's like just acceptance that a Netflix film, lesbians, it's just kind of normal, accepted. But, it, you know, it didn't actually show them very well. So I think what we're saying in answer to this problem mm. is that we need an, we need more Netflix shows dealing with these yes, issues. More Netflix yeah. <laughs> pansexual and bisexual people because some people just say they're greasy don't they again i think that is biphobic to, to, to think that and i think what well, you yeah. you were saying earlier tommy weren't you that some people think that because people are bisexual they just want they want sex all the time from anything and anyone and in reality that isn't the case is it mm. um i know all in love with or what do it with you know yeah exactly i i know quite a few um, bi people some some of them don't even want to be called bi but they fall in love with men and women people of the same sex yeah. uh, as them and the opposite sex and yeah. whoever they're and they're kind of monogamous as well so that whoever they're in love with that's who they're yeah. in love with and that's who they stay with but I think I think you're right I think if we if we have more exposure yeah if we have more exposure to bi people in television shows and the like then we're going to understand it a bit better whereas at the moment it feels a bit of a mystery because a lot of us are either straight or gay but we're all on a spectrum aren't we of course i mean to be honest i don't care what anyone is and i think you know in the last even five years sort of transsexuality and that has become much more to the full and more and more people are changing sex and living their life like this but not going for the full change they just got bits and you know what i mean yeah. So I think there's be low people of all different sexualities. Because yeah. why is there only two sex? That this problem has come off the back of with the talking about a film, really. Yeah. But I but think I think Timothée MLA did more snogging because he was younger and he's got more hormones, so he was just keen on sex. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and also he's snogging Army Hammer, right? Which he's gorgeous. So <laughs> well they yeah. both are. <laughs> Um, but I think yeah, and to, I think it would be great that if we get to a point where it doesn't even matter whether you fall in love or have sex with a man or a woman, and whether that's the same sex as you or not. That's what we're, that's the point we need to get to, isn't it? Yeah, and I know it never because what some people because you know as I said, I live in this bubble of sort of quite open-minded people that I'm so shocked when I hear people who say like bigoted things and that it's beyond me I think that it was only about 60 70 years ago that black people were allowed on buses in america i mean how shocking is that until not long ago they had apartheid in south africa how can you possibly say someone's you're better than someone you've got different color skin like you'd have to be retarded to think that yeah totally i mean things are getting better in lots of ways in some countries not in others but hopefully, yeah, hopefully we'll drag ourselves into some kind of D 
decent more normality where we kind of accept everyone for who they are right exactly. shall we move on because we have a different we have some more questions here oh, good, good. <laughs> i'm thinking like, what do you have for breakfast <laughs> <laughs> well there's i mean there's one that might be a bit like that anyway okay. dear old queens i'm going to keep, include you in this sue okay. um because we're described as the old queens i'm wanting a specific physical type more and more the older you get so i've noticed the older i get the more i seem to fixate on certain physical traits such as hair color and body type i always wondered why I've seen so many older men chasing after twinks and other young adults, and I'm starting to understand the mindset involved. As I get more money, confidence, and in better physical shape, it's getting easier to attract the sort of men I've always found attractive. I wonder what the old queens think and what your experiences with your physical attractions are as you've gotten older. So as you're... As the type of person I'm really enjoying watching Sue's face. <laughs> so, as the type of person that you used to be attracted to, different now than it was back then. Yeah, I think I'm the opposite to this man because I've Do got you? less choice. As I've got older. No, I've got no interest in chasing anyone. To be honest, I like living on my own. That's what I like. I've got no interest in romance or anything. But I, you know, I was more fussy when I was young. I was looking for the good-looking people. But now I like someone for their personality and everything. I'm not so fixated on their looks but i've certainly not got a type or anything no but that's it that whole thing is a bit weird about being in better shape and everything when they're older i didn't like that part of the question yeah it just felt a bit conceited mm. well yeah. people go to seeds as they get a little bit older yeah and that there's no there's nothing wrong with that I know, and like money, like he's buying the twink. I think he just needs to find a proper friend and not be fixated on a twink. Yeah, maybe. What about you, Tommy? Do you think you're, uh, who you fancy as you get older has changed? I think that um, I get sort of, I think about someone, you know, maybe it's someone specific, and then I have a type that relates to that person. So I'm connecting that physical type with that person. Right. That, you know, might have been a nice experience. That makes sense. But do you have mm -hmm. a specific type that you go for, do you think? Uh, I definitely have a type that I don't go for, which is quite similar to, like, I don't like tall, blonde. Yeah, you. I think you've said this before. You like something other than you, don't you? Yeah. You don't want something which is similar yeah. to you. Yeah. Yeah, when I was a goer, I used to like, in my mind, I thought I like really tall blokes. But to be honest, if you're having sex, one the same height is better, I find. Mm-hmm. I I think I'm a bit like you, Sue. I think I don't really have a type. I, I think it's a certain je ne sais you know quoi. what my type is? What? If they like me, I like them. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's half the battle, isn't it? <laughs> my type is, if they don't like me, I like them. <laughs> but I think it's a certain something that somebody has, and it, it's not just about physicality it is about personality as well and yeah. um i like someone who can make me laugh yeah that's the best i like mm. someone who can talk rubbish with me and watch rubbish on the telly and talk about chit chat just gibberish yeah. but i find i've got a couple of friends good looking gay guys youngish who always like big fat old men and of course they get the pick of the crop because these fat old men are so thrilled to be fancied by these young men 
all works out very well. Mm, I yeah. know lots like that. <laughs> well, I'm not doing too badly out of that. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was going to say something then, but it's gone completely out of my head. Um, <laughs> well, did they all flash through your head? <laughs> all of them the, yeah. at that point. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, should we move on to the next question? Yeah. Okay. Right, dear old Queens, what do you think when you see a guy's nipples through his shirt? <laughs> I love this question. <laughs> so what do you think when you can see a guy's nipples through his shirt, either because he's wearing a, a sheer or mesh shirt, or when you see the nipple print when he's wearing a regular shirt? What thoughts go through your head? Sue, what what thoughts go through your head when you see an erect nipple through a man's shirt? Put a vest on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, it's not something I've ever really noticed. Mm. Really? I, mean, I have no men who wear grey sweatpants and you can see the shape of their cock. Just lit completely. You might as well be naked. I noticed that. Mm. But nipples, I'm saying I've got a lot of interest in nipples. I've never really... Paid it, my but I tell you what, I'm girls, you know, they've got really big nipples sticking out. I feel a bit embarrassed then, and I right. think they should cover them up. Okay. Yeah, your body, so what? Yeah, um, what do you think, Tommy? I really like it. I also really like the gay, the gray, um, gay, the gray tracksuit bottom thing. I just find yeah. it, I find it more exciting than the the real deal. I think I do I love. Saw that. Yesterday was I, was I went somewhere and I was driving back through Hastings on the seafront, and he more had like beige sort of knitted tights on. He literally might have been naked because you could see absolutely every bulge. You could practically see the veins. I once had a fancy dress party and um, <clears throat> I went as Batman, and halfway through the party, I had to go. I lived in an upside down house so i had to go downstairs to get changed to become bruce wayne because yeah. everyone was talking to my crotch because i was literally wearing tights and i was thinking this is what a woman who has big tits feels like isn't it because <laughs> like literally everyone was just talking to my crotch because they were just looking at it yeah. <laughs> I, used to have and I was used to wear a very low cut top you could get any fella you wanted because they're so stupid they just look at your tits and that's gets them going right <laughs> Well, maybe it's the thing with the nipples through the shirt for gay men. I've never had hard nipples. Never? You can't have a life, can you? No. Well, mine, I don't have very big nipples, but they do get erect occasionally. I have I have tiny nipples. An ex-partner used to call them SRN and SLN. <laughs> small right nip and small left nip. <laughs> <laughs> I showed your friend Zara my nipples once. And what did she say? Because she was she was accusing me of having like massive big you know, like some old guys who mm. use nipple clamps and things like that have massive big nipples and stuff like that. She was accusing me of that and I, I went, My nipples are not like that and I showed them to her. And they're tiny. She was like, Oh my god, I had you completely wrong. Mm. <laughs> Just Do you know a black black bloke called Roy? Who's yes, got, I do. He's high around his nipples, so they're over an inch long. Mm, but wow. because of the areola, or whatever it is, disappeared into the actual nipple, so he had to have that tattooed on. But he looks very uncomfortable to me. I won't be doing it. I once cut off the end of my nipple. How did you do that? <gasps> How? Uh, because I was just, I was trimming my chest hair, 
which you, I've realised you should never do, certainly not with scissors. And I, I and my uh, nipple was erect, and I accidentally cut the end of it off. It was the most yeah. painful thing that, <laughs> that had happened to me in my yeah. life. Um, but it healed. It's a bit. I think your nipple is a bit like lips; they heal really quickly, don't they? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, enough of my mishaps. Have uh, we answered the question? Um, uh, I, I quite like nipples to a shirt. Kind of turns me on. I wonder. I think. I guess what he's asking is. Does it mean that someone fancies you if they've got erect nipples? Oh, I see. We didn't get that, did we? Maybe. I don't know. I mean, I'm just reading between the nipples here. I don't know. Um, I can't imagine if you started talking to someone and their nipples went hard and pointy, you'd go, oh, I'm in. (laughs) I'm in here. (laughs) I mean, it could just be a cold evening. Yeah. (laughs) Couldn't it? Yeah. (laughs) I think I just think... I wish I had nipples like that. Totally. Or aren't those nipples nice? (laughs) Anyway, should we go for the final question? Um, Dear old queens, can you recommend a decent men's cologne for me? Now, Tommy, this is one for you, I think. Um, After the... Because I've worked for many years in Debenham, so it's been a hard week for me. Right. In the fragrance (laughs) counter. Yeah, because they've shut down, haven't they? Well, they're closing down, yeah. Yeah. Oh gosh. Anyway, there is there's a bit of a longer question than this. <laughs> it's not just a, so uh to cut a very long story short, for many reasons I've never really dated and I have very little experience with other gay men at all. I'm 62 years old, stayed in the closet until quite late. I never married or had kids, and I never allowed myself to express who I was. I finally quit living a lie and I'm just beginning to be myself I went to my first gay pride festival last year and really wanted to go out and immerse myself in gay people I want to start dating I want to be sexually active and I want to find a boyfriend I also want to smell good for him and myself I'm lucky in the fact that I have a good-looking body for my age, and people usually think I'm quite a bit younger than I am. So what scent shall I choose to stake my place on the dating scene? I mean, you can't really answer that without trying a few out, really, because it's so different. Yeah, they smell different on different people. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm very keen on Jean-Paul Gaultier, you know, in the blue bottle. I, I like that and as well. Really yeah, but it smells nice, and it is really cam. Yeah, I would know. And ne- I, I like Versace blue jeans, and that's cheap. That is very cheap. Is it? Yeah, I don't like that smell, though. Yeah, but, about 10 quid, sometimes. Yeah, it comes in a tin. Yeah, so you've got pencil case after as well, so it's good value. <laughs> I, do, I do like good value items. I yeah. like the Jean-Paul Gaultier yeah. one, but I don't like it on me. I, I like it on other people, but I don't like it on me. So Which one? The Jean-Paul Gaultier one. Oh, yeah, I love it. Well, I'm trying to think what I like when people walk past. What do you wear, Steve? I'm very keen on Joe Malone, Pomegranate and Fig. And I like Vivian Westwood Boudoir. I like Tom Ford, Black Orchids. You know, same old, same old things. I'm a Bulgari. I like Jean-Paul Gaultier. Okay. You're what? I like a Bulgari man. Yeah, I do as well. Oh, yeah. That's one of my favourites, to wear myself. What What do you like yeah. to wear, Toby? I wear Derma O'Leary. Oh, from Marks and Spencer's? Yeah. 
I, I, I loved it so much that I had to shoplift for another bottle. I, know. <laughs> I buy it for my brother it's every t- year because he and O'Leary are exactly the same age. They were born on exactly the same day. And they're more or less the same height as well. So he always gets the Marks and Spencer's Dermot O'Leary perfume. Is he quite short? Well, yeah, about five foot six. Yeah. And which one? Because there's two Dermots now. Oh, oh, oh no, the one they, the one they always had. Mm. Sort of green, I think, bottle mm. is. I mean, it is actually, it smells really nice. But what does it smell for like? the price it is. Um, Doesn't it smell vet, like Dermot O'Leary? Is that how you say it? Vetiver. Don't know. Vetiver. Vetiver. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Mm. Sort of fresh, but also a bit woody. Yeah. I, oh, yeah. I quite like that. I might try. I quite like to wear Dermot O'Leary full stop. But, um, <laughs> but yeah. Like, yeah, I quite like a woody but I was kind the of top, cedary. I was the top salesperson for Prada in the country. Oh, I, I love Prada perfume as well. I used to be able to just look at someone and then look at a bottle of Prada and they would buy it in a shop. And then I... Well, I like the day. Sorry, carry on. I'm well, always I, buying I, um, I, I, want, I, I was the top salesperson and they, they gave me £500 to spend in the Prada shop, which you couldn't really get anything, really. I got a bag. Yeah. Oh. How big was the bag? Yeah. It's quite big. Oh, OK. That's good. Because in Selfridges, they'd... If you bought the men's aftershave, there was a silver bit along the top and they'd engrave the person's name on it. So that was a good present for people. Did you get the one with the, you know, like the atomizer? Yeah, mm. I prefer an atomizer to a splash. Mm. Okay, I've got one for you. So if you were a scent, what would you smell like? Who, me? All of us. So that's to everyone. But yes, yeah, Sue, what would, you, what would you smell like? I don't know. Well, can I choose or just what I think I smell of? Um, yeah, you did choose it. So, like, if you had, like, your own perfume, powdery. what would... <laughs> powdery. Right. Talcum powdery. I like, yeah, like, I like that. Cause I like soapy. Powdery. Yeah. Mm. But fresh, not too, not too pungent or not too spicy, just sort of nice. I used to work with someone in perfumery that used to say... I like to wear a fragrance that when I've even left the room, you can still smell that I've been there. <laughs> Did I find that a bit too strong? Yeah. Do you smell of elixir to Clinique? Clinique elixir. You put that on, it's with you for three or four days. Mm. You can't get rid of it. Oh, I'll tell you what, once I tried it, I thought I was going to die. Poison. It was so disgusting. And Angel by Thierry Mugler. Oh, that's very sweet, that one. Literally washing my hands to get rid of it. It was so vile. Tommy, what would you be? Something se- sexy. <laughs> Something citrusy, I was going to say. Something citrusy. You poppers. Poppers, <laughs> poppers and cigarettes. Poppers and cigarettes. <laughs> well, that's what, that's what we do smell like. <laughs> I quite like citrus. So, uh, Clinique Happy, that's quite citrusy. I used yeah, to quite like that. It's not woody enough for me. Uh, okay, so you want some woody notes yeah. as well. Yeah, I like, I like figure, is it a fig by um, Diptyque? I like that smell. That's woody, very woody. Or bois, that's very woody. I actually really like the Tom Ford tobacco one. Yeah. Which is an acquired smell, but it is nice. He, t- everything he does is classy, really, isn't it? It's yeah. very overpriced. Without fail, it's classy. Mm. And if you see someone with got nice glasses, you go, oh, they're Tom Ford. <laughs> yeah. Who's are your glasses but- by? 
Mark Jacobs. Okay. Who's are your glasses? Mark Jacobs, Specsavers. <laughs> Who, who's are your glasses by? Ace and Tate. Ace and Tate. Mm. Oh, it's modern. Who's are your by? Carrera. Oh, very nice. I don't even know what that is, but I don't know. I like is. the shape of them. <laughs> yeah. And they've got little gold bits, which, you know. Oh, nice. Which kind of is it's a bit of bling. But they're a lovely shape. Mm. Anyway. Well. <laughs> our next episode is sponsored by the perfume counter in John Lewis. Yeah. <laughs> and Spec Savers. <laughs> spec Savers or Ace and Tate. <laughs> yeah. Sue, I think we've come to the end of the episode. Thank you so much oh, for being I'm a. F- You've been a fabulous so guest. Will you, a, will you send me a link when it's on? Of course, yes. <laughs> Do you listen to podcasts, Sue? No, it's embarrassing. The only ones that I've listened to are the ones I'm on, and then even then, I get bored and give up. Well, everyone pushes up. Why listen to podcasts? And because in the lockdown, I did about ten for various people. Well. I that, listen to this. You've thrown down the gauntlet, so hopefully you won't get bored with our one. No, sounds good fun. <laughs> we talk about some then juicy I don't subjects. I go, oh, I've got such a horrible voice. I don't think you have. No, you don't. It's, I have. It's lovely. Have. Anyway, no, thank not. you for being a fabulous guest, and I think your voice is amazing. <laughs> In real life. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you. I look forward to listening. Yes, thank you. Right. Uh, say goodbye bye. to our lovely audience. Oh, bye bye, lovely audience. <laughs> your problems. I thought there could be more of a personal nature, the problems. But anyway, let me know. Well, we'll have you back. I'll, I'll right. pick some more juicy ones next time. Okay, then. All right. <laughs> bye. So, bye. So, bye. Bye. Tommy. Yeah. Oh, say goodbye. Okay. Goodbye. (laughs) Goodbye. We will see you next time on What That Old Queen. You have been listening to What That Old Queen, written and presented by Tom Marshman and Bernie Hodges. The show was produced by Bernie Hodges for Hodge Podcasting in the year 2020. If you have a Queens of Agony question, or you'd like to be a guest, or if you'd like to sponsor one of our shows, you can email hello at thatoldqueen.com or find us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.